We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, left. We're going to get to some of the questions and find out where the fans are when it talks about biggest questions in the offseason and, and what possibly could be answers. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Go right over there. You'll be blessed. CFB Nation, State of Recruiting, all the great shows. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roderick Blackman said offensive output is his biggest question. Where do you see the offensive output being left? Do you have a number that you're sitting on right now where you say, look, this look, this is the expectation? I know initially you said 38. Has it changed? I think 38 is a good start. Um, I would say 38 to be not this, not the, the floor. But the ceiling fan, not the ceiling, but the ceiling fan. Like we could get, it's a it's a higher expectation, but it's not. It has room for growth. If we become a forty two point team, mm-hmm. I think we winning it all. Thirty eight is getting us to the playoffs where we need and giving us a chance to win a championship. But if we at the forty two, forty three range, we winning it all for sure. You know what, Left? You just said something that's very interesting. So basically, you're giving us two levels, right? And you're giving us something to look at to say, look, Notre Dame should be able to get to 38 points. Yes. But that's just the ceiling fan. Yes. They they can go higher than that. Just a little bit higher if we hit that 40. And if they meet expectations of the potential they have and they get to 42, now we're talking national championship, national title contender level. And especially the output in the Ohio State game. Yeah. I, we cannot see anything in the 20s in the Ohio State game. That's Unless they have 10. So. <laughs> That's the first litmus test for me. The amount of points in that Ohio State game. Now, I do not believe we need to score 40-plus to beat Ohio State this year coming up. I think that's a 35-point game that we need, maybe less. Because hmm. I don't believe in whoever they got as their trigger man. Let's say get a transfer late. Yeah, there Ain't that many quarterbacks better than Sam right now going into next year? Ricky Doyle said his biggest question is Al Golden. If Al Golden is going to be able to right the ship on defense, use the talent he has, to dictate how we play on that side of the ball. What do you think, Lev? I think our defense has been pretty standard. I think we can obviously get better. I think recruits would change the how I feel about our defense being any different than what it is now. I think we've set a good precedent of having great talent uh, and consistent play throughout the year. Uh, they've been a big staple along with our offensive line of giving us a chance each game to win. So I don't think, you know, much more can change that outside of having, you know, a, a ridiculous recruit that just changes the face of how we talk about the Notre Dame defense. I think right now we just talk about defense as a Marcus Freeman, Al Golden, 
you know, with some good players. They run good schemes, this and that. But, you know, a defense that is dominant, you're like, oh, they got – we got Jalen Carter. (laughs) So, uh, what about that? You know, we got Will Anderson. And then Alabama's defense is good, you know. So, if we get something like that, I think that's what would take us to the next level. Right now, I think we could have had that with a Keon Keeley. You know, it would be Keelan Keeley in the Notre Dame defense. I think, you know, we need a, a lead singer on that defense to make it different than just having a good band like the Roots or something. The Roots had a lead singer? What are you talking about? They, well, Black, wasn't, Black Thought was the lead dude. No, I'm saying Black Thought wasn't the standalone like how – how Backstreet Boys and Justin Timberlake are. It's like Justin Timberlake was in the Backstreet Boys, but it's Justin Timberlake too. I just think he took a shot at Black Thought, that's all. No, I love Black Thought. That's all. I mean, not Jaguar Wright doesn't love Black Thought, but I love Black, <laughs> I love Black Thought. Notre Dame and Jaguar Wright is going to mess around and get herself assassinated, bro. <laughs> what? She needs to be man. Like I'm all for, I'm all for keeping it a buck. She, oh, that's hilarious. When you know, because it's not just her, bro. Now it's like the people around her too. Everybody doing advanced OC utilization of the offense from Notre Dame. Yo, how you feel about that? I mean, look, the pre Tommy knows. Tommy knows. I think you got to see that with Tommy, uh, with uh, Tyler Buckner. We got to run something and you got to throw it. You got to do a lot of different things. I think you got that with Tyler Buckner. That's why I think his audition tape for the bowl game qualifies him to be in that quarterback room and potentially start for next year. It's just his situational awareness and decision-making has to get better. That comes with playing more games, so he got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But I think you do see uh, the potential of the different types of things you can do. Uh, we didn't have Michael Mayer, so it wasn't a, a – a, tight end focused type of scheme. You got to see some deep shots. You got to see us run the football. You got to see the quarterback run the football a little bit. We scored with that. So I think we did a good job keeping South Carolina team that is pretty solid defensively, has some good players, but they had a hard time knowing which guy to really take away. And I think that's the advanced uh, OC calling that you'll get to see uh, with a dynamic guy like that. With Sam Hartman, you would see more technical, uh, okay, we're taking shots, but we're, we're setting up plays. And with Tyler Buckner, you're more like any of these plays can hit at any moment, so let's keep giving them opportunities in each one. Coleman Smith says, will the young linebackers take a step forward? That's his biggest question. Marcus Freeman's not going to let that position group fail out of all the position groups. I think like we talked about earlier, He's definitely paid the most attention and focus on grooming that room with coaches, staff, and himself and recruits and how he's gotten the, the, the core in each class to come in together. So I think he's got a plan for it. So they don't have a choice but to step up because we need them to step up, uh, especially if we're bringing our D-line along. Remember, we only need two of the three to be stellar. Mm-hmm. I think the second day is going to be pretty stellar, and this linebacker core has got to be a second piece. Yeah. This is a good one, left. Brendan Stannard, thank you for tapping in. I think one of the biggest questions would be, is Sam Hartman a system quarterback 
or can he pick up Tommy's offense and actually gel with the wide receivers and then the development of the young linebackers and defensive line? That people are just automatically assuming that Sam Hartman is just going to easily be able to transition from the mesh offense to pro style. A lot of it depends on are they committed to Sam or are they bringing Sam to be the pony in the horse race? I mean, I'm sorry, the rabbit in the horse race. Is he in there to try to make Tyler Begnett better or is he in there as an insurance plan that if it he don't start off hot in the first four games and we go with mm-hmm. Tyler and Tyler should be more competitive and better off because of it? Or are we like, hey, you're our guy for a year. Let's build around you and and, and get some things you like and mix it with some things we like to, to get it rolling early. Um, to answer that question, you know, you have to be able to be on it enough in after, on, during the spring and be truthful with yourself about which direction you want to go, which I think Marcus Freeman has to decide on which direction that we're going. What were the conversations had with Sam on his commitment? Was he committing to something where they're like, all right, this is, you know, we're going to toss you the keys, you, you do your thing? Or is it like we're going to, we don't know it's up in the air, you could possibly do it, we're going to 50-50 this thing all the way out mm-hmm. to the end? I think that would be uh, – for a guy that Sam Hartman had, for Sam Hartman to have the value he had in the transfer portal, I don't think he's coming with a 50% chance of playing. But the way Tyler played, you know, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field as well. So um, are they going to be able to jail? I just think it requires a commitment to Sam in the spring and what they're, what, what identity they want to roll with because I don't think they can do both offenses – uh, equally as well as well as it should be going into the first game. Yeah, they're trying to fifty-fifty Tyler or Sam the whole time. Yeah, I can I can see that. That's good stuff, left. Ricky Doyle, thank you for tapping in. Also, are we finally going to use Tyree in ways that allow him to thrive? I still believe Tyree has the potential to be one of the biggest home run threats in college football. He's got the tools around him. Um, you know, being a huge threat in college football just depends on your opportunity. And I don't think he gets the ball enough mm-hmm. to be a legitimate threat every game. You know, I think it would come in spurts. It's very similar to how kind of recruiting has been. It's like, okay, Cardinal Tate is an every down type of receiver. Where we're throwing you to rock. But a Rico Flores is like, okay, we need a role player for the slot. Sometimes we need for the outside. Sometimes we need a punt game. Sometimes we need you to motion into the backfield, do some stuff. So I think Notre Dame's offense is much more succinct with a role player position than it is a, we're all medium and then we bring in a superstar player and then give him the ball every time. So I think it will be hard for uh, – Chris Tyree to really be the breakout guy unless they make the offense around him. Last year was obviously around Michael Mayer, and guys played off of that. Could it be around Chris Tyree? I think we have more explosive players uh, if we're just going to single out a guy every year. But I think because we have a lot of talent, we like to spread the ball around. Um, 
hold on, I got this great question and I forgot where it was. Oh, right here. What do you think about this? Uh, Robert O'Day says, if Sam doesn't kill in his first game or two, the rabbit MD, MD fans will be all over his ass. I, I think that's kind of unfair because I think Dude, Notre Dame's going to run the ball down the throats of Navy and Tennessee State. Like, Sam might hit some big plays, but Sam, Sam, look, Sam's being brought here for the other yeah, game. Sam's inconsequential until we right. play Ohio State. Until Ohio USC. State. Yeah. That's when we really, because, you know, these games before them are like, either one of them can play. We don't really care. Mm-hmm. But when we playing them big games, we need him to play big in those games. And that's, unfortunately, the only games we care about, yeah. especially for a one-year dude. Yeah. It's like you came out to bring us what we already had. Look, we, we tired of sending guys to the league just because they on the team, eating the, the, the fruit from the tree. Are you going to plant a tree ever and let it grow here? Y'all come and just, just be eating up all our fruit. It's like you got a friend that come over to your house and just love eating at your house. He just can't help but stay in the refrigerator. He'd be like, dang, man, just I'll get it next time. You all up in the fridge, you know, making your own cereal mm-hmm. and put your own pizza rolls in the oven. Like, hey, you real, <laughs> you real, you know my refrigerator better than me. You know, so we we want we want some new groceries in that thing. Hopefully Sam Harbin is shopping at the right place. Uh, Super chat, Jason Hewlett. Freeman doesn't get enough credit. His team will punch back no matter what, no matter who we playing with the Sean Porter of college football. Man, that's a pretty good analogy using Sean Porter. Yeah, I just saw Spence and uh, Thurman are getting ready to fight. Finally. Yeah, Crawford and Spence are taking me off, bro. Both both of them dudes. Like promoters. Crawford wants the right money, though. The money got to be right. I'm not mad about the money being right. Like, I'm all for it. Get what you're worth, man. Definitely get what you're worth and get that right split. I'm all for it. Thank you for the super chat. And we have another one from Jason Hewlett. Uh, Tommy is hurting, holding the team back for refusing help. We don't need him to be Superman. Work smarter than harder, I guess. Him trying to be both OC and quarterback coach. And Malik, you've been adamant about how difficult of a task that is to do both during the season. And it really hurts the backups more than anything, right? Yeah, I think it just – it hurts the backups because they, they got to come in and be ready. You know, you, you got a plug-and-play type of system, a system that you're not looking to uh, shave off the fat for just because – Every week you're looking to build off of it. You know, you might throw some nuances in there. You're running some base stuff, but you're running stuff that is meant for the team that you're playing against. And you got to be ready to adapt to that and, and execute well enough and know the plays well enough to to be able to be in there. And I think Sam Harbin is a better adjustment for that right now. But Tyler Buckner has enough talent to take you as far as you want to go, for sure. Oh, yeah. Another super chat from Jason Hewlett. We appreciate you. I think ND winning all the big home games. It's the high mid-tier teams that we can't sleepwalk through. I'm just saying, luck for OC. Look, those are the games where championship teams 
don't play the A or B games and are still able to win. Every championship team has to do it. Georgia had to do it. They had to beat Missouri playing a C game. They had to beat Ohio State playing a, a less than stellar game. Somewhere on the schedule next year, Notre Dame is going to have to win a game where they're not playing well, probably against a lesser team. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Happens every time. Happens every time. Another super chat. I got Truman Theodore DeMille. Can Brandon Hillman be the next Jeremiah Wusakor Moore? How good are Jaden Mickey and Ryan Barnes? P.S. Happy birthday, Coach Marcus Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it depends on what they want to do with Brandon Hillman. I think he's versatile enough to play both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jaden Mickey and Ryan Barnes, it's just a matter of how they take the, the step two uh, of their development. I think the excitement shine has rubbed off. And now it's time to, are they an established piece or, or are they somebody that has flash moments, which, you know, is okay, but you're not uh, going to be in there a lot like a, a Ben Morrison is, has been able to be impactful to where he's a staple player for us. We know Ben Morrison is going to come through and uh, he, he's continued to do that. And a line of, of secondary guys that we've had, that were really good. Julian Love is an underrated, really good talent that came out of Notre Dame that doesn't get enough credit. Um, got Cole Loop, really good talent, came out of Notre Man, Dame. Man, look, Cole, after his sophomore year, I thought Cole was going to be bananas. Yeah. He was getting tried all the time. I don't, I don't know if it was just confidence or whatever, but you go look at, like, the first season in a the first season and a half of Cole Luke. Cole Luke is locking man. things up now. We oh man, we thought we had one. Yeah. We so thought we have one. So I think we got uh, enough talent uh for Jaden Mickey and, and Ryan Barnes to, you know, come into your own. I think this is an opportunity and you got a great coach that's gonna put you in a position to grow and uh and make an impact. And it's just a matter of how you guys take the offseason in the spring. Almost done with the questions. Thank you guys for really helping us out. Um, helping us out with our scheduling snafu today. Uh, guy, David Solomon. CJ Williams is visiting this weekend. All you hating on him for decommitting last year need to stop. If we'd had him at slot last year over Styles, we would have had the, the issues. We wouldn't have had the issues we had. Uh, he doesn't change Drew Pine at quarterback. That's number one. He doesn't change Tyler Buckner getting hurt. And look. We had Tobias Mayweather. And we bro, didn't use Look, look. Forget, once again, elevate your expectations at Notre Dame. Okay? The dude transferred from USC because he got beat out by two other freshmen that were ranked lower than him one of them balled out in the bowl game balled out he then went to ucla and ucla said no thank you his two previous visits have been west virginia and wisconsin 
come on, stop. Let's stop acting like C.J. Williams is this day one plug in, plug in play. He's not. He's not. He's the same type of player as Jordan Greathouse. I actually think Greathouse is a better player. If you go watch that film in high school, Greathouse is a far more accomplished high school player and a far more accomplished wide receiver. So I don't need to bring, in my opinion, I don't need to bring C.J. Williams in, who's not proven. Because he's not changing life in that room. He's not changing life. And I got Jordan Greathouse coming in. I'll get those reps to Jordan Greyhouse. Get Give Greathouse those reps. Now, if you just want to add numbers to the room, okay, fine. And if he wants to come back, I don't have to forgive him. I don't have an issue with him. Jaden Mickey had an issue with him publicly. Put it on social media. I don't have an issue with him. Jaden Mickey is the one that had the relationship with him. Jaden Mickey is the one that said, yo, you're not a man of your word. Jaden Mickey has a problem with him. I don't care about his decommitment. But I'm not about to sit here and act like this dude pushes the needle. Once again, he had to transfer because he got beat out by two wide receivers in his class that were ranked lower than him. He went to UCLA. Dude, Chip Kelly said no to a wide receiver. And then he visited West Virginia and Wisconsin. We're out of options now. So... For me, the Sturdivant kid from Cal that's in the portal that came in here and balled out, I saw up close and in person how good he can be. I would take a flyer on him before I go and get C.J. Williams. That's just me personally. It has nothing to do with him decommitting. It's just me wanting the better player. Last yeah. one. Go ahead. You got something to say, Lev? No, so you're right. That's it. Has no, I could care less about him decommitting. Hey, I promise you, if that cat Keon wants to transfer in next year, I don't care about him decommitting at all. Now, Peyton Bowen, that's a whole nother issue. And it wouldn't be my issue. Once it's again, a issue. it's a team issue. It's a team issue. So, there you go, Mr. Sanders. What a defense improved, left? Yeah, defense is going to improve, I think. But like we said, we want the defense to really make a difference. We're talking about a defense that has that that main character energy, somebody that we, you know, are expecting on a day-in and day-out basis to impact our defense like a Jeremiah Kowosu, I mean, Awusu, uh, Jalen Smith. Um, uh, you go down the list of impactful guys, Aaron Lynch to it, mm-hmm. um, guys that hey, week to week, you know, you're going to get something out of them and everybody else got to play well too. And I think once we get back to having that a man tie, um, then you'll really start to see the defense become the, the leading defense that you want. Yeah. Another super chat came through bro. Robert O'Day said, keep it up guys. Enjoy 
watching and chatting go Irish. That's why we're here, man. It's all about the culture, right? From a recruiting standpoint, hey, we want to be the podcast that gives you culture, fit, and gives you the ability to state everything that you feel. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Go right over there. You'll be blessed. CFB Nation, State of Recruiting, all the great shows. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So, yesterday, you know I'm a storyteller, love. So we're going to end today's shows with a great story. Uh, Yesterday, I went and watched Justin Fields, not Justin Fields, Justin Scott. I'm bugging. I went and watched Justin Scott play basketball, uh, St. Ignatius, which, by the way, it had been a long time since I had um, gone into St. Ignatius probably since I was like a freshman in high school and I had gone up there to see a little, you know, a little dime piece, you know. Yeah, a little, little team piece. You know, cut, cut school early. Yeah. You know, met a little dime yeah. piece, walked down the street to the White Palace Grill, which is like 24 hours breakfast in Chicago on Roosevelt Road if you're ever in town. That's you right. go party and you get hungry after you party. Go to the White Palace Grill. Fantastic. Or you can go to its partner, the Hollywood Grill, owned by the same people. It's further north, though. It's just a little bit drive, about 15 minutes north. Fantastic. You know, Hollywood Grill is probably much more safe. Mm. But if you're in Chicago, you're partying, you're hungry, hit both of those up. So, you know. Little breakfast with the Philly, and I forgot how beautiful the school was, bro. That's right. That's right. Man, yo, I understand why people send their kids to that that institution, and you would never know. You would never know from the front, bro, right? Because the front of it hides how deep it runs into the property, bro. They have this is their athletic. You know, I, I went to the game yesterday. I walk in, 
I see the concession stand. I'm like, man, let me support. Give me a bottle of water and give me some Skittles. This was beautiful. It was $2. I was like, yo, that's what's up. Because usually when you go to some games out in the suburbs, the same bag of Skittles costs you 3 bucks. Water is like two fifty. Come to the city, they still have everything one dollar. That's a beautiful, yeah. feeling. it's a beautiful yeah. feeling. I was like, yeah. man, it feels it feels good to be back in the city. So this is a great man. This just shows you this this hype man. This man is immaculate. The athletic building is three levels. They have three different gyms, bro. Right. So literally, they had the varsity game, the sophomore game and the girls varsity game going on at the exact same time mm. the main gym you go take the stairs down you take the stairs up to the next level for the second gym and then you go up to the third level for the other gym and they're all really nice gyms they had three games going on at the same time i was like yo this is fantastic fantastic <laughs> facilities bro top notch so I go down, I walk in, I get there like end of the first quarter. When I walk in, Justin's on the bench, right? Because he's a starter, so they're taking him out. He comes back in with like five minutes left in the second quarter. Immediately, immediately starts grabbing every rebound. But this is the thing that stood out immediately. This dude is 6'5", 315 pounds left. This dude was guarding point guards, twos, and threes on the perimeter. What? You would think he would just be banging down low. They played Montini Catholic, who was a much smaller team. They played small ball and ran motion, and they were trying to get open, pretty much get their three-point shooters open in their offense or either get back cuts. That was the offense. Dude. Dude. Cats on the wing. This dude's... 315 pounds down in his stand on the perimeter. Lateral movement is insane. Insane. Ended up with a double-double. I think it was like 12 points and like 15 rebounds. And he should have had more points. He missed some bunnies. He missed some bunnies. I talked to him about that after the game. So he comes out after the game and – First question I asked him, you know me, I'm a straight shooter, left. I said, man, so how do you feel when these teams come directly at you with NIL? At first, I came right at him, left. Like, because I already know how that's Notre a Dame. Great, that's a great question. Bro, I already know how Notre Dame fans are going to feel, bro. I already yeah. know. Right? Oh, man. It's going to take NIL, all Colorados in his top eight, you know. Baloney. Man. So at the same time that I'm talking about this, I am literally releasing the intel that's going to go more intel, more in depth on the situation and conversation I had with Justin Scott last night. That's right. But what do you think he said to that left? Well, how do you think he responded? Probably gave me a GC answer. You know, it doesn't really matter to me, man. I'm going to let my play speak for itself. And da, 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 da. 
I mean, you know, hopefully, or he kept it real. Maybe he was like, man, you dang right. I, I try to evaluate it and negotiate to get the highest price because that's what I'm available to get. Shoot, get the top dollar. Did you say GC? Man, if that cat had called me GC, I would have fell out. <laughs> if he was like, oh, man, GC, I would have like, oh, man, you watched the show? Watch the show? You watched the show? Watch the show? Oh, look. Yo, what happened? You good? Oh, you just muted everything. So his answer was, I mean, look, it's a factor. It's a part of recruiting. You know, but my mom and I are pushing education first. He was like, my mom is all about education first. And he was like, for me, it's all about culture and fit and the people, man. He was like, man, I'm, I know who I am. So, of course, yeah, you ask and you have the conversation, but he was like, that's that's not at the top for me. That's not at the top for me. No. And so, yeah, that's up now. The intel is up now on the message board. So you can go over there after Uh-oh. we get done. But basically, so he poo-pooed that. I got that out of the way. Yeah. Then the next part of the discussion was I flat out told him, like, yo, the Chicago trio, like Notre Dame wants the Chicago trio. They want Justin Scott, Marquise Lightfoot, and Cam Williams. Hey, we need that's that'll change life. And and when I said that, it brought a smile to his face. Yeah. It brought a smile to his face. Because you need three on the clover, right? Yeah. The three leaf clover. There you go. That's there what it is. Yeah, okay, left. I see you connecting the dots, bro. I see you connecting the dots, bro. You're good. Yeah, You're good. Yeah. And so then I said, well, man, what made you drop the eight like right now? Because it was random. Like on a Sunday night, what, he was like, man, I was just, I'm ready to get through. It was nothing else to really, he's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm re- really ready to get done with it. I'm in the midst of the basketball season. Basketball season is about to get hectic with a final push going into the playoffs and the state championships. So I just wanted to get it done before my schedule got crazy. I wanted to drop it. And he was like, every school on there really has something that I like. And, you know, and I flat out asked him, you know me, I'm direct left. I said, man, is it going to take a lot for you to lead the Midwest? And he was like, yeah. and then he stopped himself. And he was like, I mean, every school has something that I like. So obviously, if they're on my top eight, I can see myself being there. Okay. I was like, okay. Okay. But I already knew. I'm like, man, that's, that's the reason why I asked that question. That's right. You know, because I can start trimming the fat off that eight based upon what you're saying. Like, you like mountains? No? Okay, okay. Right, right. <laughs> right. We ain't going right. to Colorado. Right. right. So then I will say this. This is where it stuck out to me. He said, man, look, this is my recruitment right here. He said, I love accountability. And he said, I need culture and a staff that's basically going to hold me accountable and that hold players accountable. He said, I have to see that. And he referenced Michigan 
and something that he saw in Michigan. He said, Michigan has a system where if you're late to class or miss a class or do something that's wrong, they dock you points and it stays with you the entire season. He said, that's the type of accountability I need. That's the type of coaching, coaching and culture that I need. That's what I want. So, like I said, the rest of the intel is up on the board. Notre Dame is going. I can pretty much tell you with confidence that when he cuts his final list down, Notre Dame is going to be in the final four or five. I say that with full confidence that Notre Dame is going to be in the final grouping, the final four. And he wants to speed that up. Um, Open period is coming up soon. So coaches are going to be coming in to see him. Uh, he said he talks to uh, Coach Washington, likes the relationship he has with Coach Washington. Those were his words. He was like, yeah, uh, man, I love the relationship I'm building with Coach Washington and the rest of the staff. So, look, we'll see. I told him, you know, I'll pretty much be at every home game that you have in a considerable, in, you know, the conceivable future. And we'll see what happens. But just drop the intel over at the same time that I started talking about it over at Irish Breakdown on the message board. So it is what it is, right? Uh, I think he's a Midwest kid. Um, if you go back and read the story that I wrote after his last visit, that's still up at Irish Breakdown, I pretty much broke it down. At that time, Jim Leonard was at Wisconsin, and I told people, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame. He's a Midwest kid with a family that's big on education. I think he stays close to home. That's the way I see it. It's my opinion. All right? Unless someone just knocks him out of the park or knocks things out of the park outside of the Midwest, he could change his, he could conceivably change his mind. But, in my opinion, that's just the type of kid he is. But he's a fantastic basketball player, too. Man, Montini Catholic isn't really that great. And it, I, I got to got a chance as an Illini fan. It was a double dip for me because he goes to St. Ignatius, which also happens to be where Kendall Gill, former NBA player, former Chicago Bull, former fighting Illini, his son, Phoenix Gill, who's a sophomore, is the point guard on the team. So I got a chance to watch him because he's a big-time um, Chicago high school and also fighting a line on target. So I got a chance to see him play as well. So it was a great double dip for me, great opportunity. I appreciate Justin Scott. He gave me 15 minutes and then went home and did his rivals interview last night, which was posted up where he talked about Notre Dame and the rest of the schools in his top eight. It's an incredible kid, very gracious with his time. And he would have stayed there and continued talking to me. I ended the conversation because I was like, man, I want to let you go. You know, I see your, your guys are waiting on you. You guys just had a big win. You know, it was a school night. But literally, the vibe between us, we could have stood there and just talked about Chicago and other things the rest of the year. You know, so there you go. 
message board, Iris Breakdown, rest of the intel is up now. All right. We appreciate you guys. Everyone that tapped in today, don't forget, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, Irish Breakdown. You already know. We definitely spin it different. The great show. Thank you, LL Nation. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Question, Coach Vic. Yes, they did win the game. They won, I think they ended up winning by 16. They were up early double digits. Montini Montini made a run late second quarter, beginning of the third, and then, you know, they pulled away. So I think they ended up winning by 16. Like I said, Justin Scott's final line, I think, was like 13 and 16 or something like that. And he should have scored 20. We we talked about that. The bunnies he missed, he should have had 20 points easily. Nolan Smith, captain, probably second-round pick in the NFL draft, upcoming draft. My man, I got to throw you on the petty train. Look here, man. As much as this show has supported and lauded the talent and greatness of Georgia football the last two two years, I got to call Big Cap, bro. Please find me who, anyone that said Georgia was going to be seven and five, bro. Stop. You're on national TV, confetti falling, being interviewed. You're talking to Georgia fans. You're talking to national fans. And you're sitting up there almost in tears. Like, I can laugh now. They said we were going to go seven and five. What? Who? When? Please show me the seven and five. <laughs> Please. Maybe they said you wouldn't win your division. Maybe they said you wouldn't get back to the championship. Maybe they said you're going to end up losing a couple of games in the SEC conference. Brother. Come on, man. No one said Georgia was going to go 7-5. Big cap. Big cap. Here's your ticket. Welcome to the petty train. Come on, man. Come on. And everybody else inside that program, you know, even if they kept it private, cool. When he went post-game and was almost in tears, acting like, man, they just really disrespected us. Man, stop. Man, stop. I don't understand. You back left? Yeah, I'm sorry. My thing died and stuff, so I had to make sure I got right. I had to put put Nolan Smith from Georgia on the petty train, being on the field with the confetti falling, 
almost crying, talking about they disrespected us. They said yeah. we were, they said we were gonna go seven and five. Like man, nobody thought that. Nobody said Stop that, bro. Telling people that <laughs> lies, lies, lies. There's no lies. not not one soul. Not one soul. I heard a five. They try to sneak a five and seven in there. Who? What? Somebody from Georgia? Yeah, they said they said we would go five and seven, seven and five. We did it. No man. To who? Who y'all gonna lose to? Like, that's one of the things. Like, as a coach, you can't fool your players. If Kirby Smart really says seven and five, then I question the intelligence of the Georgia football players. Because if I was Georgia and Kirby Smart said, yeah, they said we're going to go seven and five, I would have been like, man, ain't nobody say that. Nobody said that shit. Come on. <laughs> ain't nobody said that crap. That's like yeah. Marcus Freeman walking in to the Notre Dame players for the first workout weightlifting session with Mike, Matt Billis and said, I want you guys to push yourselves. They don't believe in us. We went nine and four this year. They think we're going to take a step back next year. They think we're going to be seven and six. Yeah, no way. Man, the players in the locker room are like, come on, coach. Three and eight. Right. Like, really? Really? I just think, man, look. Now, the word is, remember we played Kirby's speech yesterday, left, before we get out of here? The word is now, people are saying that that wasn't his actual pregame speech. That was a speech from early in the season. I call cap. Do it matter? Do it matter? No, it still was. It was applicable to every team they played. They went undefeated. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Facts. It was still disrespectful. I don't care what week it was from. You basically just said the other team is trash. Basically. You basically said the other team was trash. Hey, great show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We hope. Hopefully, we answered. Your questions that you have, the biggest questions you have going into the spring. And um, yeah, Notre Dame's going to be seven and six, three and eight, right? Ain't no way. I see it's going all the way. Ryan Loftus, I said seven and six because I know that's 13 games, including the bowl game. So Malik said three and eight. That's losing in the playoffs. No, you still a little short on the number of games, bro. <laughs> but left himself up, Sean Davis, man. We'll be back tomorrow. Man, our snafu. We'll correct it tomorrow. Corey Mays tomorrow, 1130 right here. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Wednesday, but most of all, you got to make sure that you spin it different.